Hey, this is Forrest Claudette, and you're listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. Forrest Claudette is a 23-year-old musician whose captivating music moves towards peace. With their unique blend of alternative R&B and pop, they navigate life's challenges through diaristic songwriting. For Claudette, making music is not just a way to feel better, but also a means of self-expression that transcends traditional communication. They believe that while journaling and talking to people are valuable, music makes the most sense to their brain. Through their lyrics, Claudette explores their thoughts, emotions, and experiences. As Claudette embraces their true self, they aim to create music that provides solace and connection for others. Their goal is to share their journey of self-discovery, hoping that their music will connect with their listeners on a deep level, whether it's through commiseration, celebration, or self-reflection. Claudette strives to create a space where voices are heard, differences are celebrated, and meaningful change can be made. So get ready to embark on a musical journey of self-discovery and transformation as we learn more about Forrest Claudette. Stay tuned for an insightful conversation filled with introspection, artistry, and the power of music. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. My guest today is Forrest Claudette. Forrest, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Could you share with us a personal anecdote or memory from your early experiences with music that had a significant impact on your journey? Well, there's a lot of them. I'm going to go pretty early. So like when I was in... Oh, we call it primary school in Australia. <laughs> You'll call it elementary. My mom was like the music teacher. And so I like learned violin growing up. But she also like did singing classes with my class. And that was just like, yeah, that's just like a really lovely memory that I have of doing music with my mom. And just like using my voice. Speaking about your mom, you grew up in a creative household. How did that environment influence you as a dreamer and a creator? That's a good question. I feel like it definitely meant that like music was a thing. It was seen as something real. Both of my parents are like incredibly supportive of my career. I'm very fortunate to have that. I know a lot of people don't. And I also had like my older brother and one of my managers, one of the same. Started doing like contemporary music, like coming out of high school and like started a band. And so that Northeast Party House still exists and they're about to tour. But I just like, I got to see a lot of, I guess, different avenues for the way you could do it because like my parents classically trained musicians and played in orchestras and stuff so yeah it just meant that i could see music being a career like from an early age that's so heartwarming to hear because like you've mentioned i know that a lot of creators or a lot of artists aren't so fortunate enough to where they grew up in an environment where the artistic dreams were supported and yeah. so i love hearing stories where they grew up in that kind of environment and they got to see that creativity was a real pursuit. Yeah. No, it was definitely like encouraged. We were like, we were encouraged to do that. I mean, I, I did a lot of sport growing up, but I, when I was like 15 or so, I was like, oh, I want to do music when I'm older. Could you walk us through a particular artwork or project that holds deep personal meaning to you? Does it evoke certain emotions or memories? And that's maybe why it's so special to you. But yeah, go ahead and tell me a project that is very near and dear to your heart. Mm. a project that's very near and dear i have a lot of like favorite well not a lot of favorite i have like my favorite kind of albums list like there's artists that inspire me oh wait but you said a like one <laughs> can i pick a person or i have to pick a, like a, a body of work sure you can pick a person 
I think, oh, this is so hard. Mm, just because, like, I've had so many different influences and, and so many different, like, projects have touched me at different times in my life. Like, I've talked about Moses Sumney before, but, like, his song Plastic was, like, one of the first songs that I played that had seventh chords in it. Like, I hadn't, like, really learned seventh chords before that, which is so sad, but it is what it is. I was like 16 or something when I'd stopped having guitar lessons at that point. And it just like opened up this whole new world of possibilities and, and different characters in my music. And as I was writing, like as a kid, so like, that's something that means a lot to me, even though I feel like the, the meaning of that song and the, the themes of it were lost on me when I was younger and playing it more now. Cause I've been covering it a little bit at shows. I like get to sit with it a bit more and be like, Oh wow, this this is amazing and just like really really sad but beautiful but like that's that had a big impact on me yeah how does your art connect to your personal identity or beliefs in what ways does your artwork reflect on who you are as an individual i'd say just specifically for how i approach music in this project they're not one and the same but they are very strictly intertwined I don't write outside of my own personal experience very often. It's something that I like really struggle with, even though like I admire people that can write these like beautiful stories about people they've seen or, you know, like wondering about sort of fantasies. That's just like never been something that came very easily to me. I've always kind of used music and writing as a way to like organize thoughts and get out like emotions that are kind of sitting heavy, positive or negative. But yeah, I feel like definitely my music comes from my like personal experiences and the, the things I'm trying to figure out in my head. Now, going off of that response, whenever you have such like personal bodies of work out in the world, mm -hmm. do you feel do you feel a sense of your guard up? Like, oh, you know, what what do people think? Or or it's just like it's out there. It's my release versus like, oh, you know, these are like my expressions, but I have to protect them. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like, like it can be scary, especially with um, like what I'm working on at the moment. It's, it is like quite revealing, and it's like, oh, like what will people think? In my experience so far, and and with how I've been impacted by other people's music, it means so much more. I value being as vulnerable and as open as I can with the experiences that I'm like figuring out. Because I know that when I'm listening to that kind of music, I very rarely am just thinking about the person that wrote it. I'm often thinking about myself and how I relate to it. Not only that, but it's also like once it's out there, people often assign different meanings to it depending on how they've experienced life, you know? And I think that it's not that personal from, from my perspective of like how people connect to it. And it's much more about how they, sorry, how people connect to me and how they connect to the music, like what I find in that. It doesn't feel that scary when I think of it, think of it like that. So it's like, I feel also just like the ways in which I've felt more comfortable with myself and my identity, seeing different artists explore theirs. And that's like another thing that like the value of being honest about who you are and like not knowing who sees that or how that impacts people. It's like, but I know it exists, you know, so I'm striving for that. Speaking of identity, you have a really cool story with the etymology of your artist's name. And for those who don't know, can you share the story of that? So I've had a few names for this like project uh, over like the past, I think it was like four or five years or something now. 
And then in 2020, God, I hope that's right. I haven't told this story for a second, but in 2020, I like the name that I had got used by someone else. I'm like, oh shit, I got to look for a name again. And I really wanted it to mean something. And at the time, I was feeling a lot of pressure from myself within myself to write about blackness and the black experience and try to capture the nuances of what that felt like at the time, which was just like a huge, not an explosion, but just like an, an incredible bubbling of energy that was just like a mix of, of like desperation and heartbreak and, and anger. And so I figured that if I could put that into my name, then I wouldn't feel as much of a weight of like, oh, I have to about this all the time. So I kind of did it to free myself, but also to like hold a space of being like forever. This project represents this, like whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm writing about, it can represent the black experience. And so I was going through just like different lists of historical figures that kind of got like missed from history or just kind of watered, not watered down, but like kept on the fringe. And I, I stumbled across the story of Claudette Colvin, which if, folks don't know her i implore you to go and read about her there's like a, a little piece on the npr that is like a i think an eloquent summary but in 1955 in montgomery alabama she like i think it was six months before rosa parks like had a stand on the buses and refused to give up her seat to a white woman in the colored section and she was 15 at the time like she's a kid and the story just like her story her experience really captured me in just the way that like not only the circumstances of the time she contributed to i think she was a plaintiff on the case that ended up throwing out segregation on buses in, in montgomery or in alabama in general but the resilience of like young black folks the oh and black women in general but just like the empowerment she was like she was learning about black history at the time she had black history month which was rare I think in most places it was like a week or something. She said we have Black History Month that she was learning about all these figures of history before her and just felt like, do you know what? I'm not getting up today. And she was charged with like resisting arrest and she ended up getting taken to an adult jail. Like it was, it's a really scary experience. I think she was okay, but I wanted to have that as a part of who I was. I took her first name because last names are slave names more than more often than not. And it was just like, yeah, it felt empowering to have that a part of who I am and be able to represent that and carry her name. How did you navigate personal struggles or internal challenges that you face as an artist? And what did you learn from those experiences? How have I navigated personal struggle? Like the instinct is to write about it. It's like, for instance, on the year of February, there's a track called Hologram. And that's like very much writing about feeling lost and like not worthy of what's happening around me try to figure out how I'm going to be in this industry. And that really helped. Like it, the process of taking something that feels awful, like in your body and turning it into something that feels good externally is like really cathartic, but it's like, I have a really wonderful system around me. I have my family super supportive. I've got like great friends. I got my partner over here. It, it's always a combination of like, you know, getting through difficult things. It's like working, it's it's talking, it's writing my journal, it's like looking after my body and my health and making sure I'm doing things outside of music to like feel good and feel like I'm in my body. And just learning, I think, as well. I'm often like exposing myself to I'm gonna say radical <laughs> radical 
radical content creators and just like different kinds of people on different spaces and trying to read books from diverse a diverse group of, of people and, and try to gain different perspectives. And I think that also helps. I appreciate hearing that because I think that helps create such inclusive and diverse art mm. in the world. Just being open to multiple perspectives and trying to be more multidimensional versus focusing on one linear story or one linear aspect of one's, you know, mm. experience. So yeah. I, I appreciate that, that you try to soak up as much as you can. Yeah, I think it's so important and, and not undervalued, but I think people don't think about it as much because they don't have to or they're not forced to. And it's like when you are, you're like, oh, my God, all these different facets of life and all these different experiences. And you get to see the ways in which they and also just like the other things that people face and gain empathy for that or sympathy. Yeah. Important. <laughs> hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at propnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. You recently released a single, Motor in the Sand. You yeah. call this your Choose Chaos song. <laughs> I love that, by the way. It reminds me of the phrase, I woke up and chose violence, whenever I heard this, <laughs> you say that. But talk to me about like the story behind the song and how you lyrically and sonically captured that energy. Mm. I was working with this cat, Pip Norman, back home. Um, really talented producer and writer. And I think it was just before I was about to come on this big trip to LA and I had like quite a lot of like anxiety around it or like just stress and nervousness maybe of like who I was going to meet, what I was going to do over there. There was a, like, like a changeover with like my label and my like A&Rs and stuff. There was a lot going on and it just felt like a turbulent time. And part of me was like leaning into that and I, you know, I don't know if I was looking after myself the best before I left and. Like I just come out of a relationship and everything just felt a bit chaotic. And I knew I had friends that were also going through that. Like everyone really felt like this turbulence at that time. And we really just, yeah, it was just like, just trying to capture that feeling of being like, oh, like turn into the skid and also like trying to be aware of like what's going on and what's in the future, but then just being like, whatever. Like you may as well enjoy it. The little bit of fun to be had in that, then like, then like grab onto it and enjoy it before it's all gone. Something like that. Like this, the fleeting nature of like that chaos or something like that. Man, it's hard to describe. <laughs> but it was really fun. Like it felt like a time to create something a bit gross in a way. Cause I feel like some of the sound pretty gnarly at times. As your art evolved over time, have you noticed a personal growth or transformation paralleling your artistic development? And how has your personal experiences influenced your artwork? Yeah, it's been interesting. I, I have like, you know, artist friends and we always joke. It's like, it doesn't really matter how many good songs you've written. If you write like two bad ones in a row, you're just like, I'm terrible at my job. Like every, like anything I've ever done doesn't matter anymore. And it's just like, what's the point? <laughs> but 
oh wow that was totally left that wasn't even what you said but it it's always like like i said before like my personal growth is in my music and in my songwriting like i i've started to approach songwriting slightly different over the years i've focused more on bringing in ideas to producers like having my little voice notes because i'm always coming up with stuff like when i'm in random situations when i can't actually like put it down properly so i've been trying to record voice notes as much as possible i had a funny experience the other night with my partner we were in we were like in new york a couple days ago our exhibition and we went for a walk without our phones because we just like hadn't had any no phone time and it was lovely. It was great. We went down to the beach. It was like, oh, this is so, oh, not the beach, I guess, the water. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But we, I started singing this thing and I was like, oh man, that's like really catchy. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have my phone to be able to record this idea. She had said something that was like a lyric. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe if we put this together, she's like, let's just keep singing it. Let's just keep singing it. So we sang this idea for like 15 minutes walking home. And I got to put it down, so everything's fine. But yeah, just like exploring different ways of like recording and trying to be creative and be able to capture that at at all times is like I think how I've developed the writing process. I was just so long winded for no. I apologize. <laughs> no, I love hearing stories like that, and it, and it really makes me appreciate that people think songwriting and, and writing a well-crafted song is easy and it just proves that it's it's not it's not an easy process there's so much nuance to it and like when you have on, an yeah. idea and you think it's gonna go super well you're like i don't want to lose it i have to keep it going yeah no i the know that side of that of being so excited about an idea i mean like this is gonna be sick and then it just sucks <laughs> You listen to the next day, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought that was cool. Oof, that's okay. Humility. <laughs> well, this might be a little bit of a deep question, but I'll ask anyway. It's mm. how do you connect the words music and freedom? Whoa. So I think my first thought when I was flying back like yesterday, that's true. Maybe the day before. I, I don't know. When I was on the plane, I was watching The Summer of Soul which is like a little documentary that came out. When I think about music and freedom, I think about mostly about like black culture and where R&B and where soul music and the blues has come from. So that makes me think about like the times when our ancestors, like that's all they had. Um, and it makes me think about when like that wasn't allowed, like just, yeah. It makes me think about the privilege that we have now of being able to express ourselves in the way that we can and not taking that for granted and, and really like treating that with the with the care and respect and the awareness of of what has come before us and, and why we can express ourselves in the way that we can today. And also just like the fact that other folks can't and also being aware of that. If we learn from our mistakes, why are we so afraid to make them? Oh, that's an easy one. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's because it sucks. Making mistakes feels so bad. Learning from them is awesome. Making them sucks. It sucks so bad. I, yeah. It doesn't feel good. You feel bad. <laughs> no, I totally relate. I'm, I, 
I wouldn't consider myself a perfectionist, but like whenever I get something wrong, I get so frustrated with myself. I'm like, you knew better. You knew better. That thing as well, it's like our expectations of ourselves as soon as we made a mistake. Like, that was avoidable. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mistakes <laughs> is hard. Right? Right? Yeah. Forrest, you've been an absolute gem to speak with. And I've had such a great time. It's just been like chatting with an old friend. And I so much. have my final question for you. And it's, why are you a creative? I think I'm a creative because that's kind of all I know how to do. <laughs> um, I've tried other things. It's just not the same. There was So I went to an alternative school. I went to this system called a Steiner school. And they're called like Waldorf schools over here or whatever. But there was this project that we had to do talking about, like, I don't know, crap, was that Middle Ages, something like kings and queens or whatever. This is in, like, the seventh grade. And me and this kid, Billy, like, he was also, like, a bit of a, like, airhead. <laughs> and he was really good at guitar. And I was, like, writing things. And we were just, like, I don't think I'll be able to write this project the way you, like, we're supposed to. Like, can we make a song out of it instead? And we hit all the points. And we did. Like, it just, like, it's just a way of communicating that makes sense to me. It's the way that, um, the way that I can actually like express myself uh, fully. I think, and it's just been that way since I can remember. Well, Forrest, I've had such a great time. I'm going to turn the floor over to you, and you're going to tell our listener uh, where to find you on social media, where they can find your music, and anything else you would like to plug away, my friend. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and potentially Twitter. I don't know if I figured that out yet. Um, at Forest Claudette and go watch the videos that are up for the new, for the new tracks. And I think everyone should go and listen to two years. That's the next song that's out. New track. Go check it out. There's a video for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're doing that. Two years. Go listen to it. It's sad. It's about letting go of someone that you love for the right reasons or something. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate it. Special thanks to Forrest for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Forrest, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executively produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham is the host and editor. To find out more information about Popner and Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you join us next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham. <laughs>